Okay, this sicha is about the sacrifices that each of the princes, each of the leaders of the tribes brought, respectively, in honor of the inauguration of the Mishkan. Although they all brought the same thing, the Torah repeats the details of each sacrifice, so that the Torah says all details of Reuben's sacrifice, then Shimon, Shimon's sacrifice, even though Reuben and Shimon brought the identical sacrifice. So the Torah, which is so economical with words, you'd expect that the Torah to have, um, to just say they all brought the same thing. But instead the Torah um, specifically, the Torah specifically um, uh, does not uh, just say they all brought the same thing. The Torah says what each of them brought, and the Medish explains that although they although they physically brought the same sacrifice, but the reason the Torah repeats it again and again is because each of the different um, leaders had something else in mind with their sacrifice, so it has different meaning. They did bring the same thing, yes, but there was different meaning in each of their sacrifices. Let's go. Rashi commenting on the gift of the second tribe brings a a teaching from Ramesha the Darshan and he explains how each of these different components of the sacrifice alludes to various things. Karis Kesef the Karis Kesef, the silver bowls, are numerically equivalent to 930 because there are 930 years of Adam's life. So they correspond to the years of Adam. Uh, then Rashi says how the Mizrach refers to Noyach, and um, the golden spoon corresponds to Tera. And the one bull, ram, and sheep correspond to our patriarchs, Sir Izim, Chaper al Yosef, and the goat atones for the sale of Yosef. The Shlomim sacrifice of two, of two bulls corresponds to Meshan Arin. And then the sacrifice concludes with additional rams, and uh, Rashi says the three components, the three different kinds of animals that were offered, five of each, correspond to the coin leaving Yisrael. Let's, let, we're going to have lots of questions. Let's see if your question is addressed too. I was thinking the same thing. First of all, the question is, why does Rashi talk about this at all? Rashi usually only explains things on the pshat level, on the simple level. So how come Rashi is bringing to us these allusions from the Midrashic realm? And Yonatan, your question, if Rashi does decide to explain this, why does he explain this only by the second one and not by the first? Rashi may be this in the 
So at, at one occasion, the said, I explained at length, the reason why Rashi addresses this is because Rashi is bothered. Rashi is bothered by the repetition. He repeats the same thing 12 times. Why does the repeat the, the details of each sacrifice when they all brought the same thing? It would have been sufficient if, if the Torah would have just said that all of the other leaders brought the same sacrifice as the first. And therefore Rashi concludes that it must be that each leader had different intent in bringing his sacrifice in connection to the essence of what his particular shevet was about. The essence of his shevet soul's energy was reflected in the intent that he had in offering his sacrifices. Therefore, each sacrifice is different. Maybe physically they were the same. But each one had different things in mind when they brought their sacrifice. And therefore the Torah mentions each of them, mentions the details of each sacrifice again. Rashi may be Rakim Remez Echel Chosuk Karbun Kadila Hatar says, It's Chazar, it's called Shvatim. Shame as a pum. Lake a medrash, Shabinim Suk, it's called Nasir Remez Echod, Achel Esukur Karbun. There's a difference between the way Rashi says this and the way the medrash says this. The medrash says the details of what each tribe has in mind bringing the identical sacrifices. The Medrash goes through every single detail of every of the sacrifices and explains how what Ruvain thought and what Shimon thought. Rashi is satisfied with only telling us the meaning of one, of just one of the sacrifices. They should call them as Shemevi Rashi in Kloli Nechakul Pratim Shenim, Chonasi Haisa Beremes Kloli Zeb, Bakona Pratis Besam Shifte, Muzashamarchava. Why does Rashi not follow the Medish's uh, example and explain the inner intent of every uh, of every prince, of every leader? Because Rashi's explanation of the sacrifices, it, it, he brings a, a very generic explanation. And each tribe, they took the generic, generic meaning of the sacrifice and brought the sacrifice with the intent that that was associated with their particular tribe. So Rashi's gener- generic explanation that he mentions by the tribe of Yisachar is only generic. Each leader had something else in mind in within the kavana of that particular of, of within the general kavana that Rashi mentions. Let, let's say, for example, um, in the brachas of Shmonesrei. One of the brachas we have is the first request we have in Shmonesrei is to have seichel, to have intelligence. So the free Kabbalah says you could ask intelligence for different things. You could ask for intelligence to understand the Gemara. You could ask for intelligence to understand Chassidus. You could ask for intelligence to know how you should best serve Hashem. It's the same, it's the same generic request for intelligence. We have something else in mind. So each Shevet had something else in mind, thinking about Adam, thinking about Torah, thinking about the Kohen Levi Yisrael, these are all very generic concepts in Yiddishkeit, and each Sheva had something else in mind bringing their sacrifice. Okay.
So these are, so we haven't answered our question yet. Our question is, why does Rashi mention this only by the second one? Uh, well, I think we did actually. Um, Rashi is bothered by the repetition. And therefore he addresses this by the second tribe where the third repeats this. And Rashi says that the second tribe had something else in mind in offering the sacrifice. Let's look at note number five. So this explains why all the leaders brought the same sacrifices, although each of them brought according to their own understanding, they all brought the same sacrifices. Uh, the Shevet of Yisachar was the one who gave the good advice to all the other leaders to bring the sacrifices, and they all brought the same things with something else in mind. And Rashi prefers the explanation of Amesha Darshan and not the Medrash because the explanation of Misha Darshan is that there, there was a generic intent that they all had, and each of them sty- had a stylistic uh, change depending on their particular soul root, depending on what their, sac- what their, um, what their tribe was about. Okay, Oiz base. Achyesh Lahavan. Yes, we, we did. We, we, we asked Rashi explains this because we said the Rashi has to explain this because Rashi is bothered by the repetition. And Rashi answers the repetition because they all had something else in mind. Um, okay. So, and, and Rashi addresses this only by the second tri- by the second leader because the second leader is the one is where the Torah starts to repeat this. And therefore, the, Rashi explains to the second leader that there was, a, there was a specific intent that each of them had. Okay. Um, the question about the repetition. It's not that we are, what's the word in English? We're not just um, staggering a bunch of different details about the meanings of these sacrifices. Rather, all of the different meanings of each aspect of the sacrifices is reflecting one general point. In the Medrash, when it says how each tribe brought their sacrifice, it precedes the description of each sacrifice by first coloring a theme. For example, the Medrash says that the tribe of Yehuda, their sacrifice was about monarchy, and all different particulars in the sacrifice reflected the theme of monarchy. Nisanel, from the tribe of Yisachar, his tribe excelled in Torah study. So their tri- their sacrifice also, each element of it, reflected the theme of Torah study. But in Rashi's allusions, Rashi's, Rashi's understanding of how the, what the Torah is alluding to here by the, by the different particulars of the sacrifice, doesn't seem that there's any generic theme that these particulars are a part of. The, the Rashi mentions the years of Adam Rishon, the Torah, Koin Levi Yisrael, 
it seems like it's going all over the place. Um, the Medrash mentions a lot more details, but the Medrash mentions themes. Each tribe had a different theme in mind. The Medish brings another opinion that all of the sacrifices that the leaders brought correspond to all the generations that existed from the time of Adam until the Mishkan and correspond to the mitzvahs that they were given then. It would seem that Rashi follows the, this opinion in the Medrash because Rashi does mention Adam, his children, Noah, he mentioned the 70 nations, he mentioned the patriarchs, he mentions Yosef Mishan Aaron, he mentions the Ten Commandments and the 630 mitzvahs. So it seems like Rashi follows this explanation of the Medrash that the sacrifices correspond to all of the people that lived until that time and all the commandments that God gave them until that time. But this does not, does not satisfy us because, number one, what is the relevance of Noach and Adam and the, their ages to the theme of the inauguration of the Mishkan. We're trying to inaugurate the Mishkan, Mizbech, and all of a sudden we're talking about how many years Noach lived, how many years Adam lived. Why is that relevant? That's a Maral's question. And Beis, If we're trying to reflect all of history till this point, so then we should have reflected the history in order, in chronological order. How come the description of the years of Nayak, the years of, of uh, Adam, is interrupted by the Torah, and then the, the, Medish, the Rashi continues and says, these are the years of Meshach and Aaron. If we're going, if, we're, if, if this Medish is what Rashi is following, so we have questions about this Medish itself, and we also have questions about the way Rashi presents it. First of all, what is the relevance of, in general, between all these things to the inauguration of the Mishkan? And second of all, if Rashi is mentioning people's lives in chronological order, then and then he wants to talk about the mitzvahs, so then do, do that. First talk about the years of the Yistadikim, and then talk about the uh, Torah, the mitzvahs, Rashi puts them together. He, he, he puts the years of Adam and Noah, and then he talks about the Torah, and then he goes back to Meshanar. So that is the end of the second section of the Sikha. Uh, questions on Rashi. What is the relevance of all these different Ramazan? Uh, there are more questions than Ice Gimel. And let's skip to... Um, and there's also more questions in Ace Dalit. And let's skip to Ace Hey. Let's try to go towards the answers. In order to all answer all this, we have to ask a general question about all the sacrifices that were brought. Their sacrifices were not like the 
donations that all the Jewish people gave towards the Mishkan. Everyone else gave donations for the erection of the Mishkan itself. But their sacrifices were for the inauguration of the Mishkan. They brought sacrifices, a k'teres, a shlamim, to inaugurate the altar. Together with their sacrifices that they, they offered, they also offered various comp- things to be used in the in, in the altar, in, in, the, in the tabernacle. So the question is, why does the Torah begin their sacrifices, which the theme of the sacrifices are about the inauguration of the altar, why does the Torah begin this discussion or describe the, compo- describe the components that were used later in the Mishkan and not with their sacrifices? The sacrifices are the main thrust of what their gift is about. It's about inaugurating the, the altar. So why does the Torah begin with the spoon that they gave and the bowl stick that they gave, which seemingly are not the main theme of what they're, what they're doing? They're, they're giving a gift to inaugurate the temple. The explanation of all, these, all of this is as follows. The Rebbe, by the Fabrengen, very often would ask so many questions in Rashi that uh, people couldn't even chap all the questions. What were the questions? There's a Jew, Reb Zalman Jaffe, certainly doesn't claim to understand the, never claimed to understand the Fabrengen, but he would, uh, he would try to at least memorize, he tried to, to, to uh, follow how many questions there were. It's actually this parasha, parasha Snasi, um where the Torah talks about the, um, the blessing of the Koyanim and uh, they're, they're, they're asked a, uh, so many questions. They're asked, and how many questions were there? And he said, there were 10. They said, then they said, there's more, there are more uh, words in the verse of the blessings of Koyanim. We have to ask, we have to add more questions. And, uh, in order to show that we're not cheap with questions, we have to ask another, ask another question. I think in that particular occasion, it was 17 questions. Actually, I think it's partially of Midbar. Anyways, so Hezbollah calls that, what's the explanation of all this? Let's just begin the explanation because it's time for the Dafiemi. Moving by Pashtus, it's understood that the theme of what they're offering has to do with the altar. Because their sacrifices were about the inauguration of the altar. So when they brought their sacrifices to inaugurate the altar, they did this in a certain order, with a certain number, and to reflect what is unusual about the altar and how the altar that God had given the Jewish people then in the desert, how that added something to Jewish people and that they were now given something they didn't have before. And th- there's some, there were sacrifices offered by Noach, offered by Yaakov, the Torah says before. However, there's something that the altar and the tabernacle contributes and their sacrifices reflected what the altar uh, is about, and that is why they brought these particular sacrifices and this particular order. It's all to reflect, as we shall see, the meaning of the altar. Okay, uh, that's a, what we're going to do today. And wish you a wonderful day, everybody. Good day, Innocent. Good day, Jonathan.